So, hey. Hey. Last week you said, you just told me literally five seconds Long ago. Long time, no talk. Hey. You told me five seconds ago that uh, last week's uh, sermon, and it ends up being, these things end up being, I'm very eloquent, can you tell? These things end up being pictures of what you don't think they're going to be. Right. Last week, you know, you think you're going to focus on politics and taxes and things like that, and we end up talking about submission to authority. Yeah. So this week, as far as the uh, NIV is, is, do they break this down in a title? Yeah. They do. Uh, the resurrection the... and marriage. Right. But five seconds ago, you're like, Meh, it's not really about marriage. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the the paying taxes to Caesar wasn't really about taxes. Right. It was about submission to authority. And so as we're looking at this whole thing, where it's couched in a larger passage that is showing the difference between perception and reality. And very often, what we think is the issue isn't the issue. And Jesus has a way of getting past the surface, past the, uh, the external stuff, to what's actually going on in reality. So I think it's good to discuss things like this because it'd be pretty easy to just read through this and be like, oh yeah, this is what he's talking about. But yeah. instead, we can actually see the the underlying right. Yeah. Message so the of what he's really the doing. Pharisees ask him about the the taxes to Caesar right. because they want to trap him. They don't they don't want to be submitting to Caesar, but they want to get him trapped by it. So they're using that, and Jesus, because he's Jesus, then goes beyond. Here's what you're asking. Here's where the issue is. Mm-hmm. He does the same thing in the Sermon on the Mount. He's talking about, you've heard this, I but you. I tell you, here's how this has always been. So he gets to the eternal truth behind the law, which is easy because he is the law. He is the word of God. He wrote this stuff. So when he teaches with authority as the author of all truth, it's a lot different than, mm-hmm. than the derivative teaching that, that the rest of us have. So when Jesus is looking at... Um, at the authority issue with the taxes, he gets to whose whose image does the coin bear? Whose image do you bear? Submit to the authority, but submit to God at a higher level because he's the highest authority. Mm-hmm. So give Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Okay, there's a certain amount of authority that he has. Give God what belongs to God. Well, that's all of creation. It's every second, every moment, every thought, every part of your life belongs to God. Surrender all that. So then that shuts up their crowd. They, at least for the moment, kind of stop trying to trap him. It's not working. You would think maybe they'd have caught that later or earlier, but, you know, here we are. So then the Sadducees come up, and the Sadducees have a different perspective. They're much more liberal, much more secular-ish as they're dealing with it. They're a religious sect, but it's a lot like the liberal theologians of today, where we believe in the Word as much as we want to believe in the Word. To whatever extent we find it useful, Mm -hmm. great. If there's stuff that's, you know, we're not comfortable with that, we're just going to leave it out. And the resurrection was one of those things. So the the Sadducees don't believe in the final resurrection uh, in the final day, let alone the resurrection of the Messiah. You know, not even addressing that specific resurrection. They don't believe in resurrection. Period. They don't believe in the supernatural aspects of things. God is God, but He still kind of follows our rules. He obeys our our stuff. Not a good plan, but anyway, they're, as they're talking about this, they want to trap him with the very thing they don't believe in. So mm-hmm. they bring up the law of Moses that that there's this um, 
this vicarious um, progeny kind of thing. So if you know the children being a heritage from the Lord, that's a really big deal for them to be able to carry on the family line. And Moses provided that if a, a man dies leaving his, wild, his widow childless, that uh, his brother would then marry the widow to, prov- or to provide for her, but also specifically to provide carry a child to carry on that line. So that first child born to them would then officially be the, brother's, the dead brother's child. Then the rest are, are his own child with her, her children with her. So the, the Sadducees are using that in light of the resurrection that they don't believe in to try to trap Jesus because they're so smart. It reminds me of when I was in middle school. Um, actually, I was in high school and a teacher that uh, retired before you got there. Stacy and I went to the same high school many, many, many years apart. Anyway, uh, this teacher... You were a substitute teacher when I was... <laughs> that's right. I was already old at that point. Um, but this social studies teacher who thought his intellectual capacity was greater than others. Those are fun teachers to do. There are a lot of them. Um, This social studies teacher asked the super profound question, at least at the time, I was like, wow, you're so smart. And that's exactly what he was thinking too. Um, Asked the question, if if God is all powerful, if God can do anything, can he make a rock so big he can't move it? Oh, deep. My mind is blown. That's that's kind of the approach that the Sadducees have here is, okay, if there's a resurrection and you're the Messiah, then let's, you know, let's take a look at this unanswerable question. We're, we're going to give you this unsolvable puzzle. And Jesus is like, Psh, you guys aren't even on the right page. You're, you're making up rules to a game and we're on a different board altogether. So let's get to the heart of this. Let's actually address what this is about. So as, uh, as they ask, this is um, starting in verse 27 of Luke 20. Some of the Sadducees who say there is no resurrection came to Jesus with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, uh, the man must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. So they lay out this scenario, this um, there were seven brothers who first married the woman and died. They go through the whole line, right? And uh, no children. Finally, the wife dies. So the question is, at the resurrection, which we don't believe in, but you know, we're going to throw this out here and trap you again. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, the people of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage, and they can no longer die, for they are like the angels. So Jesus, he ups the ante here, says, you're not talking about marriage. You're talking about the afterlife. You're talking about the reality of eternity and the resurrection. So let's get to it. People are not in heaven like they are here. He doesn't say they are angels. There are a lot of people who get confused like about that. Angels. We don't die and then become angels. Right. Angels are a creative order. I think a that's cre- a common misconception. It really too, is. Right. It's a created order. We are created a little lower than the angels. Mm-hmm. When we enter eternity at the, at the resurrection, when we um, are face-to-face with God, 
we will be like the angels in that we will be fully glorified. So at the resurrection, we see later in, in Paul's letters, we see this drawn out um, to the Thessalonians. Uh, Jesus will talk about some of the end time stuff coming up in the next chapter. But specifically in dealing with the resurrection, Paul addresses it at the end of 1 Corinthians. He addresses it in the, Corinthian, or in the Thessalonian letters that we will be different we will receive our bodies back. We go to be with the Lord in our spirit at our, at our death, at the resurrection, at the final day. We receive our bodies back, but in a glorified form, much like we'll see Jesus ascend physically. He, when he returns from the dead, he fully returns from the dead, mm -hmm. right? He's resurrected in his body, but his body is different now. It's glorified. And so we see him not necessarily following the laws of physics that we might expect normally. He ascends to heaven. So Jesus is physically, not just spiritually, physically present in heaven. The rest of us are not. The, when we die in Christ, we are spiritually present with him in heaven. But we will become physically present with him at the last day. So that's what he's getting to here is, look, you're not even understanding right. Let's talk about heaven. Let's talk about how this actually plays out. And so as we develop this, that's kind of what we're going to look at. We're going to talk a little bit more about what is heaven like and, and really this big pinnacle verse um, that we see in, in verse 37 uh, in the account of the burning bush, even Moses showed that the dead rise for he calls the Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He's not the God of the dead, but of the living for to him all are alive. And so we'll develop that a little bit. The, the Sadducees respond. Some of the teachers of the law responded. Actually, it doesn't specify the Sadducees. This may have been Pharisees. It may have been whoever. Uh, in all likelihood, these Sadducees, some of them are like, um, that was unexpected. So they escalated quickly. They say, well said, teacher. And no one dared to ask him any more questions. I'm like, finally, we're 20 chapters Bye. in and finally get that maybe we should stop pushing the guy and listen. Well, they got part of that. They stopped pushing them, but they're still not listening. Now they're just escalating. They're going to go buy a trader and see what they can do to wipe this out. That's a lot. Okay. <laughs> so I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about next week. Uh, Seems like we have a lot to talk about every week. It's a good thing we have a podcast for that. We will uh, catch you guys later. As always, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to shoot us a message. Leave, leave Something us a message. real at reallifeonline.org. If you do have the Anchor app, I really want someone to do this. I really want someone to leave us a voicemail. That would be excellent. I would love that. Yes. Because I'm really getting tired of hearing my voice on here. You have a lovely voice. Thanks. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs>